Welcome into the Fairweather Podcast, where we discuss all things San Diego Loyal Soccer Club. Hello, hey. we're live. Hey, hey, hey. Yo, yo. Welcome into, <laughs> welcome into the Fairweather Podcast. We are brought to you by the Beautiful Game Network and sponsored by... Uh, that's our obligatory start of the show. Um, Marissa. <laughs> yeah. I saw you. I saw you on my computer when I was watching a Premier League match. That was pretty awesome. Yeah. yeah you, How are like you a, doing? Just like a celebrity. Right? I mean, I know the game didn't end as well as you want. Yeah, it's okay. I, you look like you're having fun at the beginning. So tell us about that. <laughs> Yes, so um, the producers of NBC Sports reached out to the Gunnar Gals group, and that was like last week, and they said that they wanted to have some of us on screen, so we just had to get connected with them, and uh, we were like, basically, we did like a Zoom watch, it was through uh, Teams, Microsoft Teams, Mm -hmm. and so we watched it all together, and that was really cool, like, uh, we, you know, we the feed was much faster than like all the streams. So like I tried to watch it on my like app and stuff like that, but it was like a a full minute ahead. So I was just watching it silently on the teams, like, like our little call. And then like, I had to like re I have, I still have to rewatch with like full commentary because I was like (laughs) reacting to things and I'm like, Oh, and people watching Twitter and stuff like that. And then we had, we had three, three hits. So it was pretty cool. I do yes. have some evidence of it. If you didn't catch it, would you like to see it? <laughs> Let's see We'd it. Love to see okay. it. Okay. Yeah. Manchester City and Arsenal fans across the United States are getting ready for the second game of the day. We've got Capital City Blues in DC. Some Orlando citizens as well tuning in. A very good afternoon to all of you. Plus, look at these fearsome nine. Laguna gals tuning in to watch Mikel Arteta's men go to Manchester City. That was so cool. You know how dope that would be to like get caught. Like you're supposed to be working, but you're like sitting at home. <laughs> right? You're in like you know you're still in like COVID mode. And you got your jersey on, yeah. working along, and then you're like you got your other computer, and you're like, woo! And then all of a sudden your boss is like, yo, are you on yeah. break? Are you on break? Right? <laughs> yeah, there was a woman, and I won't say who it was, but she was uh in a hospital so like she what? she had to leave yeah she had to leave at some point it was funny because like during like not during obviously during the match like pre they had us check in like 45 minutes beforehand but she was like walking through and she had her mask on and she had it like she had her laptop like up so you saw like just the roof because you know uh, hipaa stuff like that so it's pretty mm-hmm, funny mm-hmm. dude i wish they had that feature when i busted my face open for that man you game <laughs> when i was just Hanging out in the uh, on the on the bed in the hospital, getting stitched up. <laughs> I really wish because that'd have been Chris, sick. Chris, I'm worried because every time we do, a, you tell us a different story about you getting hurt in some way. It makes me worry that it's like, how many more stories do you have of just hurting yourself? I'm worried about you. I think Dude, I should I'm, send you some bubble wrap. I'm I'm gonna tell you this, man. I turned, for, I, I turned forty on Sunday, and I legitimately know that like in the last five days i fell at least one time i was walking to my kitchen and the oh. golf club for some reason i don't know why it was on the floor 
And I just like misstepped trying to avoid that thing. And I just took down like half of like the trash can and the things on the counter. And I was just like, damn, dude, this is 40 for you right here. And I'm not even there yet. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm hoping that. I'm so hoping bu- that falls are real, dude. Bubble wrap, bubble wrap, bubble wrap. and a walker. All right. Got yeah. it. By Chris Walker, you can get your own walker. That's uh, it. I might just oh. have to. I might just invest in that. Watch. Yeah. There you go. There That's you go. Got to keep you upright and healthy. That's right. Alan, how are you? Yes. Uh doing all right. Um, it's been a pretty busy, hectic week. Um, it's like officially summer, but it's not. Like things are still crazy. We're trying to figure out how we come back in August. Lots of discussions. Lots of debate. Um. I think I'm, I'm working harder now that it's in summer than I did when I was online teaching. Um, just yeah. meetings and Zoom this and Zoom that and answering email and planning for next year. It's crazy. But, I mean, I'm very grateful that I have a job in the fall still. And, yeah, um, yeah it's sometimes just got to recenter yourself, focus on the positive things, see how you can make a difference and move forward. Um, there's definitely a few times where I just wanted like, ah, and then it's like, <laughs> I, like I hear Marissa in my head, like, you know, Zen, find just that calm. Yeah. 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 So, you know, if, if there's, if there's anything I get out of this podcast, it's the positivity from Marissa throughout the week mm. that hopefully everyone else gets a, a little taste of that too. Mm. Um, wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Thank you. Appreciate that. Yeah, You're, uh, you're welcome. If I could give you any Zen moments, then that's what I'm here for. That's what I want to inspire. And it's, this episode, I think, is really exciting because we're going to have a roundtable of guests and mm-hmm. really speak to the entire community of San Diego Loyal, which has really, I think, blossomed during this time of lockdown, quarantine, crazy crap happening all around the world um so yeah i think what we're gonna do first is uh i mean do we want to cover any special news first or we just want to go right into the community that they're they announcing that they're getting ready to play right yeah yeah i I think some of our discussions might touch on some of that stuff so yeah um, I'm not in any hurry to get to that. I know we're going to have plenty of time to discuss. I'm more excited about the guests that we have and being able to see their faces on the screen and, and interact with them because it's been a minute. Let's yeah. see. Yellow Shirt Day. Yes. That's I missed right. the memo on Yellow Shirt Day. Um, <laughs> Hi, Dan. Thank you for joining us, Dan. What up, Dan? The knight who says, me. <laughs> so. Um, so do we want to bring them all on? Or yeah. are we just going to do it one by one? Let's bring them all on. Yeah, let's bring them all on. Sure. Hey, hey, look, Dylan's telling you to go change, so you might as well. Yeah. Well, Dylan can't tell me what to do. He's like 12. So D- Dylan can't tell you what to do because he's never on screen. Oh, dang. He, he, is, when right. we're done. he, is, when we're, he is when we're done recording, so a few of us know what we look like. <laughs> hey, man, I just want to see you on screen one time, Dylan. You're like Dr. Claw in the cartoons, bro. Only yes. a, hand, a hand and a kitty. Alrighty, so I'm gonna do some a little bit of intros, and first, yep, yep. I'm gonna bring on the other woman of the hour plus whenever how long this process. I am going to introduce Lizzie, who is the team manager for San Diego Loyal, and uh, <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 
And then we have Drew, who is the vice president of the locals. Yo, what's up? <laughs> oh, damn. I even yeah. took off my spurs for you. That's rude. <laughs> hey, uh, that wasn't mine. I didn't do that. And then we have Gary, director of communications for the locals as well. And also... Another podcast crazy person who has like I don't know three three million podcasts like me. <laughs> it's me. Like we all do. So welcome everyone. Yeah, you're doing like forty two things this week, Jerry. You are crazy. It's like every other tweet is like Jerry is on this thing going to talk about San Diego oil. So we're glad that you're here. We're glad that everyone's here. This is pretty exciting. Yeah, it's yes. pretty good. And yeah, we may have another special guest coming later, but he has some work to do, so we'll see if he actually shows up. So, anyways, um, let's get right into it because uh, I really love the theme of this episode, and we have a lot of issues not issues, topics to talk about. So, um, I'd like to put, <laughs> yeah, right. Um, I'd like to put uh, one of the uh, locals on on the spot right now, and I think I'm going to call out Drew. So, um, so Drew, tell me how the soccer community at large influences what a club can be, what a club can do, especially when it uh, relates to social issues. Because you know we've had a lot of that happening in the recent month, um, at least come into the forefront when it comes to uh, sports. So. Do you want to take that question? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure that it's a easy one to answer, right? I'll give you a four yeah. prong answer. Um, yeah. I'll make up the fourth prong as I get there. But <laughs> the 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 biggest thing I think that's happened for most people is digesting and learning um, and educating. I, I think is a really big thing right now for most people is finding out more about themselves, more about um, you know their viewpoint, uh, why it's possibly you know changing for a lot of people uh, on certain things, as well as just where we are as a society, as, as a brink, uh, we've never really been uh, as, a, as a globe. Um, so this is really a global kind of deal that we're all kind of figuring out. And especially nationally, it, it's been harder than most. So I think in that sense, it's a really interesting time for most people. But a, a soccer club, what's their place in that, right? So they can't be more than, than you know, at the core what they are, which is a team that plays soccer, right? Um, so beyond that, they they can continue to find a way and and navigate to a way to play, which is what they've done, uh, navigate to a way to pay their players, make sure that it's fair, which is what they've done, which is great. Um, but beyond that, and social justice and kind of looking at kind of how we rethink healthcare and, um, you know, taking care of others who, who don't have as much just because of um, the pandemic and, and the situations that we're in. How do you step up to that? And I think they've done a fantastic job with their uh, kind of radies drive, which normally is a, a walk, right? They've made it a mm -hmm. an online campaign, which is extremely successful. Thanks to you guys and a lot of other people who pitch in uh, kind of all over the country, even all over the world. So it's it's that kind of stuff that's small philanthropy. But I think moving forward, it's a promise, right? It's a promise to say that they're not only going to say the right things, but do the right things, uh, you know, hire the right people, um, people with integrity, which is what this club has done since day one. So um, everybody I've been around has been fantastic. Uh, our supporters group, I think there's been a similar philosophy of get the right people and the other parts will come into place. So to me, that's really the best thing to continue to do and to continue to bring in new ideas and new people um, and look around the room constantly and say, what what's missing? What's not represented here? And what, what makes mm -hmm. this look more like San Diego? So to me, that's, that's it. Yeah, I think it's, uh, you know, you brought about the one point towards the end was about 
bringing new ideas. And I think that um, that is what really what what helps this the soccer uh, supporter culture can help bring new ideas one to like within the supporter culture, but also to the club itself because you have more pulse on the community because there's a myriad of people in that group, right? So. Um, Jerry, I have a question for you on that. Um, do you think that um, specific issues that are talked about um, that maybe someone is not familiar with or maybe they're not educated on, do you think that that can alienate them from wanting to be a part of the supporter culture or the community at large because maybe they feel like not welcome? Like someone, I mean, what, what would you say to that? Are you there? Uh, yeah, no, absolutely yeah. you can. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can. Yeah, can you guys hear me okay? Oh, yeah. Yes. Uh, I think that it absolutely can. I think that if there is a subject somebody is not, not too familiar with, uh, and we're all kind of excited about, you know, being welcoming and being... Oh, now. Uh, and, you know, we're waving the, the flag... And I may be a little hesitant about it. it, may not feel completely comfortable with that, and may not well what it is and what it stands for. And so that may uh, the way that we've kind of talked about it is that we want to make understand that we're here to answer questions. Is there something you're uncomfortable with? Is there something that you maybe are questioning that, that our group as, as supporters is doing that, that you feel like you have a voice. That, that's what we're hoping to accomplish. It's not the ease of things to do, of course. I think, uh, you know, we've done a good job outlining uh, our bylaws in such a way where it states to everybody that one person, it's not about one, it's about everybody. That like, There's something that makes you uncomfortable, like you said, and mm-hmm. you kind of fish about it because it just doesn't feel right to you that at least you feel like you can say something and speak up about yeah yeah i definitely Um, can that's that's a big big thing with us so yeah 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 it's go ahead being being kind of i don't want to say an outsider from the supporters group but seeing it kind of come together and being just kind of a member um i've definitely seen uh that a that want to be as welcoming to a diverse group of fan base, like sing, that's fine. If you don't want to bang drums, that's fine. Like if you want to show up and be like a supporter of the club and sit in the main stands and hang out with friends, like that's cool. That's a type of supporters group and that's the type of supporter. But it was like very much like if you're in this section, this is what your job is. And if you want to do something different, cool like you do that and you enjoy the the team and you can still be a member but not sit in like that supporter section group group that classic supporter section group so um i i've noticed that there's that desire to try and be as inclusive as possible and be willing to have discussions and be willing to be out there and be available so i mean kudos to you guys in the leadership who do that because that is not an easy job to do um yeah. It's, it's, it's systemic too. I do think part of it is the the outline that Jerry helped really draw up a lot of our, our bylaws and, and has a really good um, speech to this. But part of it is being able to look at it and say, we're not just building this for this group in our vision. 
we're building it as a platform to build other things on top of and give other people a voice that aren't necessarily um, looking to do all of the nuts and bolts stuff or, um, you know, maybe selectively one, as you said, are passionate about songs or passionate about, um, you know, uh, a particular culture um, that they want to bring into the, the, the fan base. So to me, that's really kind of a part for us as a supporters group to say, how do we systemically create ways to open up and give people options as opposed to systemically, um, you know, keep it, you know, just us or just our group, right? Um, which yeah. certain groups do. Um, and to us, that was always a focus from day one is how do we keep it as open as possible um, mm -hmm. for new ideas and other people to come in on the back of the wave that we're riding uh, and really be kind of a wave effect where just everybody's building on top of each other for kind of the best possible thing. Yes. Now, Great way Lizzie, to think. Go ahead. Yeah, Lizzie, you're coming from a completely different standpoint of being a team manager, working with players, working with the coaches. Like what what are you what have you been doing? What have some of like the staff been doing to try to maintain that contact with the team and feel like it's like being a group uh, as opposed to a collection of individuals that train together in like 15 different groups or whatever? Like what are what's happening kind of on the other side of the scene to build that community yeah i would say um it how you guys are saying it starts with the leadership and landon has um given the staff and the players a great platform for us to stay connected and during this like during this time we've we've been um thank god to zoom calls <laughs> that has allowed us to stay connected um through different workouts and but most recently with everything going on in the world, um, Landon likes to just approach situations and gives us all a, a sense of like a non-judgmental non um, space and allows everyone to express themselves. And it, um, it has opened up my mind a lot as you get to learn about everyone else. So even though this time has been rough, it has allowed us to get to know each other a lot more at a deeper level. Yeah, that's definitely something that I can attest to, at least without games. Like, I've gotten to know my podcast hosts, like, a lot closer because we're, we're not able to talk about matches. Um, you know, I think it's definitely opened up, really strengthened the community that we have. So, um, unfortunately, Ricardo can't be here right now, but I was going to ask him, a little bit about like the fan experience and how he can really, you know, still build that once we start playing games again soon in like less than a month, I think we're going to play. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I think, um, is that you cheering? Who's cheering? I don't know. No, it's <laughs> me. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of good though. Yeah. Yeah, it works. Yeah. I think I fixed yeah. my audio. Thank yeah. you guys. Um, yeah, I think you do sound better now. So technology. <laughs> um, uh, Drew, can you talk like since we talked, you know, we're obviously getting, you know, games back and we don't even know what the situation is with fans. You know, obviously that does have to do with USD and like what that's going to happen if people even want to go back to the matches. Um, if they're not allowed, how do you feel that the supporter culture and what has been built, um, you know, from leading up to the first match and like all the excitement for that. How do you feel that that can still have you guys th thought about how you could still maintain the enthusiasm as a supporter culture when you're being distanced? 
we talk about it like every day um, or every other day, at least we're all thinking about it constantly. I think um, uh, to answer the first question, will fans be allowed to attend the match? Definitely not the July 11th without some sort of meteor coming and hitting the earth and curing everybody of coronavirus uh, instantly, (laughs) which is always a possibility in 2020, by the way. Yeah. There's always hope. Uh, The second half. They had us in the first half, not going to lie. Maybe the second half. Mm-hmm. Will be amazing. You don't know, so um, the the that's my upside. That's my positivity uh, that yes. I'm trying to put out. But it's yeah. it really is one of those things where it'll be different. It'll be very different um, for a lot of us. I used to say that we were an in-person supporters group, and that was what we're building towards is trying to get people in the stands to support the team. That was what we were trying to build and culminate towards for months, right? Uh, and you almost have like a postpartum moment where we kind of created this thing, and now it's been taken away from us, right? In a certain way that wasn't anticipated. We put a lot of work into the people uh, who work for the club directly, obviously working on the club. And then uh, those of us who were kind of volunteering our time to build a supporters group. So uh, it's, there's a lot of harder things going on in the world, but it was one of those things where you kind of go through, Oh, well we hit the end of a runway and the runway was supposed to go somewhere. And the runway is now either gone or, you know, has a different trajectory. So how do you incorporate people? Um, Biggest part is just trying to reach them where they're at. Uh, If they're on online, that's fantastic. A lot of more people are and finding their, their, groups uh either on facebook we have a great group of you know hundreds of members uh we also have groups on uh twitter that just kind of uh, pretty much interact with every one of our our twitter posts and our instagram posts have been uh, really really uh interactive so all that stuff's been fantastic in terms of getting people to chime in but in terms of and plug for instagram specifically would be tomorrow i'll let jerry take the plug but um there's a plug for something on our instagram tomorrow so We, we have all sorts of stuff that we've been trying to kind of turn up. You've had Travis putting out his designs, which has really kind of helped stoke some people's interest and get them really back into yeah, flavor of the game, which is a great way of doing it because it's just a little bit to kind of stoke it and not too much to where it's either take it, you love it, or you, you leave it. And I've loved everyone. So it's really uh, fun for me. But beyond that, it's how do you get people to have that same sort of game up atmosphere? To me, it's trying to influence the players maybe in ways that doesn't have to be in the stands during the game, but possibly finding ways to reach them throughout the week, either sending handwritten notes or things like that that we're going to try and figure out with the club, um, that they've come up with every solution under the sun. Some are doable, some are not, and they keep pursuing the doable ones. Um, but they've literally brought up everything under the sun to us. Um, so if you've thought of it, they probably have too, uh, and, and are trying to model whatever European leagues have tried and uh, or are trying. So th- there's all those possibilities out there, watch parties on Zoom, those kind of things. Um, are all still circulating, but it's it's more so. How do you give people that same kind of work up to a match day when they can't actually attend the match? Right. Right. Um, probably won't be for a while. So to me, that's kind of addressing that question of will people be able to attend? Probably not for a little bit. And even then, when they can't attend, how many people will attend, and will it be a different type of atmosphere? Yeah. All of that's well, left up to standards. But what I'll say is, just to wrap it up, is the the people are there. They just need a way to connect. And to me, it's either online or again, maybe finding ways to get people to do stuff out of their houses and bring it to people as opposed to people going to people, right? People to yeah. people, right? But things of people from people is kind of a way for to people. Do it, right? Lots of people, right? As long people. as they don't have those big screens on the side with like <laughs> fake logos, like not enough people going on the, the Zoom, which hopefully doesn't happen. <laughs> Who knows? It's ad space now. Yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Afmir asked, did Man City beat Arsenal? Anyone watch that? Yes. Thank you, Afmir. I appreciate that comment. 
just yes. in case. Just in case. That's like a completely different league, but we covered that earlier. Yes. <laughs> no matter, <laughs> football is back. That's the point, right? That's uh, how that's how he saw it too. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Uh Chris, I think you had something you might want to Yeah, yeah. I got this question for Lizzie, and it's it's kind of a heavy hitter, but I was I was checking out your Twitter a little bit before, just trying to get a, a feel for some of the things that you're you got a voice for and definitely see that you you got a voice for the women's game a little bit and obviously the usl has has talked in the past about wanting to have you know women in the league and and you know we've seen the things that are happening in the world with the national team and you know equality and on the show obviously we've we've talked about that you know marissa's chopped it up several times um so my question to you really is you know with there being such a huge voice needed in the women's game you know um, how do you f- how do you feel called to civics and, and how does your role as a team manager in this organization kind of like is it helping you in any way to to add a voice to that conversation? Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm just uh, I think it's I think sorry I think uh, the leadership once again Landon has provided a platform for me to just be myself and allow my, like he, he doesn't really, or like the guys in general don't really like have uh, anything against women. So it really helps me just to do my job. And just by me doing my job correctly, it's not really thought about. Um, But I would say that it's overall, I don't have a, a bad experience in working with men, but uh yeah, overall, it's been great. But, and then I guess, like, just kind of a follow-up to that is, like, you know, are there things that come up that, you know, that you're thought of, and it's like, hey, you know what? We know that she's got a strong interest in this. Let's let's give her the first crack at it. Like, are there, you know what I mean, conferences? Are there people that, you know, that that your male car- counterparts kind of esteem you to, like, to connect you with? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely. Well, my I don't my ultimate goal is to help empower women through sports. Nice. And by me allowing to like be in this platform and there's no real like nothing can stop women to do what they really love to do, even if it's not in sports. So I I my ultimate goal is just to allow a lot of um how do I describe just allowing them to see that they can work in any lane they want. Nice. And the guys are very open to having these conversations, but which is just good. Yeah, I can yeah. definitely tell that that's uh, your mission. I mean, I met you, I think it was four years ago that we first met. You were correct. Work, you were, we were working together at another club. Well, kind of working together. You were working on a different club. Mm-hmm. Was, yeah. Uh, yeah, PDL, but yeah. I definitely see that through the work that you've done. So I'm happy that you're part of Loyal and along with other women that are in that. And hopefully uh, we can all collectively elevate the women in sports movement that's uh, gaining some ground now that uh, we're out here. We have these platforms like this to really put us in the the limelight. Um, I think we didn't have access to that as much. I think everyone's kind of on the even playing field mm-hmm. now that sports stopped. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Um, thank you. Yeah. So, um, I uh, I was 
part of the was it last episode? Yes, it was last episode, right, Chris? The where you brought on the uh, gentleman that we're going to talk about the Black Lives Matter movement. Yeah. Um, I was in the background because uh, I think that it was a really opportunity for black voices to be heard and really to really let us sit back and listen in that moment. So I'd like to know what um, maybe the supporter club uh, locals, if they've talked about anything like that in terms of how they can, I know that they, that you guys are Drew or Jerry, I don't know who wants to take this one, um, but you know, kind of being an ally for the Black Lives Matter movement. I know that, you know, personally, I've seen, you know, both of you speak up about it in terms of uh, on your own profiles, and, and I know where your hearts are. Uh, what I want to know is how you can kind of loop that movement as well um, into like the supporter culture, because, you know, one of our friends that was on the podcast last time, you know, he's really pushing the Black supporter group movement as well. So have you guys talked about that? Do we have any, you know, do you want to speak on anything regarding that um, and supporting the Black Lives Matter movement as a supporter club, supporter group, whatever you want to say? Yeah, I mean, Drew and Emmy, so I'll take this one. Okay. Uh, I def definitely think that, I mean, if I'm being completely honest, I do believe that we are, uh, we are working right now in, in the, in the, uh, the african-american supporter within our group i think we're lacking in the latino which is you know something to say here in san diego well. um, so i think that, that the way that we set up and again I, I said it earlier is we're trying to be inclusive and make sure that people are aware of the inclusive because you can't feel comfortable unless you're told hey you're welcome here literally everybody is welcome um in our in, in our group and so what uh you know, what we're trying to do is have one-on-one -on -one conversations because I think that's where the grows the best. Um, we're not doing too much of the social media posting. I think that's an individual thing, an individual belief. And each one of us, if you follow us, we all represent what the locals are. I think we posted mm -hmm. you know, a couple of things. I do think that we need to do a little bit more about that and support because we absolutely, I believe, as a supporter group, uh, support the Black Lives Matter. We believe that it's it's about time uh, that we all kind of step, step up for our brothers and sisters because it's, it's something that affects everybody and affects every single community. And, you know, we as a supporter group, I think, are doing the best that we can. We're so, so young as a group. That, that there's, there's so much and, and as you mentioned right in the last episode you can step back and let them be heard and that's exactly what we're doing as well um, because uh, we we do need some more of those voices out there um, we need some more voices as part of the locals so if there is anybody that's in I, I just on behalf of the locals I just want to reach out and say that we are here to listen we are here for you and, and, and this is honestly uh, a place where we hope that you can feel safe and that you know that you're welcome uh, whether you're an American or Mexican American or uh, Filipino American or a on anything at all, and right now we do kind of, honestly, and I think everybody will tell you that, and I've heard it multiple times. We do kind of lack that diversity right now. Um, I mean, it's something that we're working on very hard. How we're doing that is by by welcoming in what we're calling ASGs, which is associate supporter groups, 
Um, this is something that we haven't really talked about too much openly, but because this is such an important topic right now that we're talking about, I will bring it up as a show. An associated supporter group is basically somebody that said, you know, you know what, I want to be a part of the locals, but I kind of want to do my own thing, something that represents me, something that I feel comfortable being a part of, something that I can bring, bring my brothers and sisters to be a part of, and kind of name it our own thing. We're still part of the locals, but we also kind of want to have our own to represent us. Um, and, and so we're working with a couple of guys now to hopefully bring them on and being a part of the locals and in a sort of union, which you kind of see around MLS. You, um, so I'm not too sure that there's a, a, too many of them. Maybe um, Alan has a little bit of experience with USO as far as supporters go. Uh, but kind of Timber, you know, you, something you don't know about the Timbers Army is they have a bunch Timber of different groups, groups, groups on the Timbers Army. 3252, there are a bunch of different groups formed the 3252. Um, and that's just a couple. The, the the Casey Cauldron, same thing. They're all a bunch of groups form something uh, on game day. It's kind of what we're trying to do, and to open up the door. Hopefully, once we get one ASG or two ASGs, other groups will pop up and say, "I want to do my own thing." And hopefully, that will bring diversity and that will bring a different flavor because the locals need diversity. We are San Diego, and San Diego is, is one of the most diverse cities, as you guys know. And so, for us, it's just. We want to do everything that we possibly can, and again, have those one-on-one -on -one conversations, which is really important, uh, and go out where where you are. So it's it's difficult uh, to do that right now, unfortunately. But, you know, that's hopefully that answers your question. Hopefully I'm not uh, yeah. just being honest. But it's something no. I'm really excited about. It re I really, really am excited about it. So. I'm, I'm like jumping out of my seat excited while he talks about it. That's how excited <laughs> we're all about it, the idea. And it's again, it's about people coming forward, as Jerry said, who have an idea. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah I think um, I, I will say that, you know, I'm, I'm part of the supporter group, but I don't feel like I'm part of the supporter group. I think only because that's just my personal decision. But, um, you know, I definitely yeah, we feel that you part of the supporter group, by the way. I know. Totally I think I think I signed up like like eleven fifty nine, like right before like the the deadline or something like that. For uh, the uh, for the original <laughs> batch, yeah. I think to get the print. I there. have the receipts. Yes, you. Do. Okay, check yeah. check those receipts, Jerry. Um, <laughs> it's California yeah. time. It's a week late. It's all good. <laughs> um, yeah. But no, I definitely feel like to your point about being inclusive. I you know I think that that is. Um, you know, definitely have always felt comfortable, you know, potentially having my own ASG or whatever. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to be like media or if I'm just going to be a fan or I'm going to be a supporter. Like, I don't know what I am. I'm just part of this community. And that really just talks to what loyal is um, and what we've been able to build over years now. I think um, I, uh, I, I don't know. I'm I'm kind of like yeah. really in awe right now. So well, the, the idea was never to be just yes, the locals, Chris. right? The idea was always to be everybody, yes. right? Yeah. yeah. There's one thing. If if I could if I could really quick add to um, this, there was an article that came out where a gentleman from the Timbers Army they posted out about how he tried to speak up, uh, and and it's an African American who spoke up finally and said, you know, for years and years I've been, been trying to get involved with what they're doing. And I just haven't felt like, like I have a voice. And so for us, that's like, oh, I hope that nobody feels that. And we have to do everything in our power to make sure that nobody ever feels that. Uh, you know, and it's one of those things that you don't really think about. And sometimes you may make people feel that way. And so so now it's 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 a conscious decision to make sure that everything that you do 
you're making sure that if somebody says, "Hey, I don't feel comfortable," you take that very seriously. You don't you don't just go, yeah yeah we'll talk about it later. Like don't push it off and brush it off to the side. Um, but, I mean, it happens all over, you know, the soccer culture and supporter group. Or just, just not answering that DM. Yeah, you you have the question, you have the answer, and then you you have that conversation. As Jerry's saying, as long as we keep having those conversations, we're good. But I do think it's being more proactive. I think in my own looking in the mirror is like. Hey, how can I go to everyone and say, hey, do you have an idea or even do you stoke their fire to make them come out of their shell? Maybe they're in a shell and they just say that one thing and six people in the room go, oh, yeah, I'm totally into that. Right. And that's just yeah. how it happens. John Cross, for instance, the name of this pod happened because people kept saying, man, you really should put Fairweather in for the name, you know, yeah. with the locals or when we had the name drawing. So it was it's that kind of thing. Right. That just getting people and talking to them and having those relationships, but getting them to understand that they're valued and that their ideas are valued and making going that extra mile to talk to them proactively. I think about it is the biggest yeah. part of that. So we look forward to doing that, hopefully with our members as best yeah. we can, since you can't have it face to face, but um, know yeah. that we are very available, all of us. Yeah. And, you know, um, I want to talk also to uh, the point with Lizzie, you know, you you bring in like that team thing. And I think, how do you feel that um, the team and your role in as far as like front office, uh, you know, I still feel like you're part of this whole community. It's like not, you know, there's not a separation. Um, how do you feel that um, the relationship between the team and the community and the supporters and all of that can really be strengthened um, during this time? I mean, is there outside of like zoom meetings, like what do you think uh, we could do to, to help that? Um, I think um, by, by just, since we have like, I would say there's a lot of common interest or if we have, I, for example, we have players that like to paint or we have some cooks on the team. Like I would like to, I would say like connect with Drew and Jerry and just get to know more of your people. Cause I honestly don't know. And I would, um, I would like to be a part of that bridge because I'm so uh, connected to the players um, by just like sharing each other's interest. Um, and um, I, I honestly, I don't know much, but I would say that's a good starting point um, due to the fact with everything going on and just all the restrictions. Um, but yeah, I, could, I would just say starting internally with us um, to make that connection. Oh yeah, definitely going through PR first and then going to you, like, I think, and then we can get to the, uh, the players, but I think there's definitely, I know Chris is like a, has become like a cooking. He wants to do like a cooking class. So I think yeah, we should do that. I want to do a, yeah, I want to do one style, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we need to do, uh, we need to do a uh, Zizo's Appetizos and, you know, and right. he tells us and we sit there on cam like this pod. We, yeah. you know, he tells us to mix it up. We mix it up, you know. And yeah, yeah. Do like a drive by drop off to a random well, fan. You like ding dong ditch and leave it at their door and then run off. <laughs> yeah, that's a good These idea. and then drive away. <laughs> hey, I mean, you know what? It, it works with people in the grocery store on Saturday mornings. Hey, you want to try a sample? I mean, this could be the same thing. And put them in your local grocery store, too. That'd be sick. Oh, my gosh. Wow, Chris. Can't go wrong with you. Are you coming back to San Diego soon, Chris? Because, like, you got to, like, work this out. 
Yeah, I'm trying to get out there as soon as I can. Okay, as soon as you can fly. That's right. Well, well Southwest has no middle seats through through the end of September, so. Dope. That'd be yeah. tight. Yeah. Hey, bring us some beers from over there, man. I got yeah, to share sure. with you. <laughs> you know, I could, I could send you some stuff for sure. Yeah, we've uh, talked about that. That New Mexico, no joke. They're like up yeah. and coming. Like I think per capita, like they're one of the like most breweries per capita in the United States. It's crazy and it's good. <laughs> I mean, it's not like San Diego that. good, but it's like it's it's quality stuff. It's quality drinking stuff. that fourteen percent ABV. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, y'all! Funny. It's like, a, like a meal in a can. Why do so, we always every episode we talk about food or or beer or cooking like this? Whenever because I've been eating my feelings since March. Um, <laughs> so I, I know we focused on a lot of like heavy stuff and some you know and important stuff like and, and these conversations are always important to have and I'm glad that the circles that I'm involved with are all similar conversation um but i want to on some like positivity like what like and each of the all three of you can answer this uh, mm. however you want um but as far as like things that in since march and everything got shut down i know we've talked about the struggles and we've talked about you know all of that shenanigans what are some successes that you've had either supporters group um, or with the San Diego loyalty, like what are some successes or things that you feel like because that we were able to kind of take this time and slow down that we were able to actually do some really positive things in our community or on our team. Um, I'm going to start Lizzie. Cause we haven't heard you for a minute. What are yeah. some of the successes that we've had as, as a team since we've kind of shut some stuff down? Um, well, to start with, like, myself, personally, I've been able to have the time to reflect and just try to get better with um, my role. Being our first year, there's so much, so much to learn and to always to adjust to. Um, so I would say that that was a, a blessing in disguise for myself. And I just always want to be the best I can for the team and the staff. Um, a happy Lizzie will allow everyone else to be happy. So um, that's, um, that's the, was good for me, but I would say it really, now that we're back on the pitch, um, it's really one of our core values is gratitude. So the gratitude has enhanced by a lot with all the small things that were around now. Um, but I would say the Rady, the Rady, um, fundraiser really allowed us to connect and, um, kind of get more creative and how we can still like impact other lives. And I would just the stories we got from the, the little kids that were the team captains and how we impacted their lives and something as simple as doing a video or doing drills for kids. And you can just see through the Zoom calls, we like lit up so many faces and that mm -hmm. I think that's what it's all about. So all about the kids and um, yeah, I would say that's the most important thing because um, during the season, we can't, we don't always have that time to do that. So those connections are, I know it meant a lot too. Even, sorry, even the players were like, wow, I, I actually can impact someone's life. And mm -hmm. some guys are kind of shy when it comes to doing things like this on, on camera. So it, it allowed them to grow individually as well. So a lot of positives um, throughout this time. 
That's a great and question, I'm, Alan. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yes, uh, all about the positive. That attitude of gratitude is like totally my theme of this lockdown. You know? And that's something that I've heard from people not associated with San Diego Loyal, like um, talking to Connor Tobin from Players Association. He was he spoke very highly of not only the players as as athletes, but as, also just human beings that we have here in San Diego. So it's great to hear that they've got something out of it as well. Uh, Drew, some successes. <laughs> Man, most of everything up till uh, honestly March 10th was a success. Um, like like a crazy over the top, more than we thought success uh, in terms of people really responding and actually coming into, as we said, people have a right to voice and bring whatever flavor and kind of ideas they want into the locals to build it as a union even stronger through diversity and through more ideas. But the idea of people responding to uh, the work we do with the scarves, the works we did with just kind of generally getting out of the community and doing the listening sessions, talking to everybody and having everybody come together at those games, uh, you know, the preseason game and then the actual March 7th uh, home opener um, to which I still have the coasters around all the time so i'm like just always living in the past but it's nice pictures yeah. <laughs> it really is a thing that's been a success for me that was felt like it was a win um through there and then after march 10th it kind of hit a wall of hey okay people need to take care of themselves and take care of what's going on in their lives right and so for about a month and a half there was a lot of kind of dormancy that happened for everybody in, in all parts of life pod kept going which is fantastic and great for a lot of people uh, i've been catching up on some of the older episodes that i missed but um it's one of those things where for most of us i think now the win has been seeing how people just want to do whatever they can to to put this forward and make it feel like um you know this is something that again will be here for a number of years after this season this weird first season that we'll always remember that will always be like forged in the fire right as everything in san diego is it either dies or it's forged in the fire and it lives forever like it's one or the other right like yeah it's definitely the latter it always has been with the people <laughs> and the elements involved um the way that it survived everything that's thrown at it but to me this is just another thing to say like that's what's been inspiring is to say people's hearts being in such an amazing place that they want to just continue to when they don't even have you know when we all have less we all all have less than we did six months ago, just due to the status of the where where we are. But wanting to give more out of their hearts and mm -hmm. and understand more and and bring in more um, of other people and other ideas is what's really cool. And that they want to push it as far and as fast as possible. Those are the kind of things that to me are really cool and have been big wins lately. Is just that energy. Mm -hmm. So keep it up and keep inspiring us because it definitely makes us feel like there's always more to do, which is the best part of doing uh, the supporters group stuff and doing mm -hmm. all the other stuff we do in the community of soccer here in San Diego beyond our positions currently on this podcast. Mm -hmm. yeah. a shirt, All that kind of stuff. We can't play physically, <laughs> right? But there's ways to interact with people and, and, and try and find a community outside mm -hmm. of the normalcy of where our community is forged. So, Right. I, I feel like I need we need a group hug now. Come on. <laughs> we'll pack. There it is. There it is. Yeah, because we we won't get any droplets, you know, when we do that or anything like that. So, oh. <laughs> even tears our beers into the screen. That's good. Yeah, I know, right? Oh, that's so sad. There it is. There it is. For the internet, cheers. if it was not here, it would. Got water here. 
Good, yeah. Lizzie. Liz, Lizzie's got pre beer. Lizzie's got pre beer. So she's yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you got to hydrate. Very responsible. That's why I got my water here and my right. beer. Hey, don't be hey, fooled. No. Don't be fooled. Beer counts for your water too. Okay. It is. It's part water. <laughs> that's, that's how you. Like you that's how you know you're getting older. You have your one cup of beer and your one cup of water, and you drink one. That's right. One and then one. Because that's right. Jerry, man, let's hear. Um, what has been going on like positive as far as your director of communications role or the role of locals uh, since we've kind of shut down? I know there's been a lot of really cool stuff been happening, but I want to let you go ahead and, and shout some stuff out. Sure, man. I, uh, just to kind of go off, off of what Drew said and he said, you know, perfectly, but, but obviously with our group and the supporters group, group uh, having the, the leader that we have, we we've all been kind of going to, you know, full speed ahead because we're told in, in a few months you're going to, you know, play. And it's just like, what? What? Wait, how are we going to build this? This is a community. It, it, it can't, can't happen within six months. And we made it happen. And so we've been just going and going and going. Game one was kind of kind of one of those, okay, yes, we just. And then this has happened. And it was full weeks on. And, and what that was, you know, what that brought on and why that was positive, it, it made all of leadership kind of take a step back and realize, why we're doing this and why we're spending so much much time in building the support culture and this, this supporter group uh, along with with uh, the, the loyal and realizing how much they actually care about us too because they, they've always been in contact with keeping us in the loop with everything that's going, going on but as the supporter group goes I, I think it made everybody realize what was most important and why, why we're here to begin with because we spent so many hours um and this is an unpaid job this is something that we do because we love uh what what we are doing and what this is becoming. And after that game one, at least we got that taste, right? So now yeah. it's now it's like, okay, how do we manage this time? What do we do to make sure that this time now that we have, that we have to be at home, we have to keep away from everybody, that we can't be sharing a beer and with these people. How can we maximize it? How can we make it better? Um, and, and so along with, you know, Social media, we even we kind of took a step back, back and we, but we've been doing a lot of work. One of those things, and you guys talked about earlier, and I have to mention him again, again, Mr. John Cross, with Soccer Shorts. Uh, he's been been putting out a lot of content. If you are actually, actually he kept away from it for a bit, but he's doing it again now. So, so if you want to join up Patreon, he is doing a documentary style of uh, the locals. Uh, and and how we kind of can be, and so I got to look at that, that and some of the behind the scenes videos because I'm I'm a, I'm a member of the Patreon page, and it makes you kind of take a step back, like, dude, we we've accomplished a lot in a short amount of time. Mm -hmm. what, yeah. what more can we accomplish? Um, and also mentioned was Mr. Uh, Travis Peterson, right, and his awesome designs that he's been coming out with, as far as all of the EPL uh, logos that he's been loyalizing. Right, right. Uh, and <laughs> like so, it. <laughs> so what, what we're actually doing? Stay tuned. Breaking news, everybody. Duty we're, we're working right now on a sticker pack, the entire EPL series, and going to be released for sale. We're going to be very lit on those, but we are going to have the entire set. Loyal already approved it. The local approved it. And all, all of them benefit, uh, all money will benefit a, uh, a, uh, it's, I'm not sure if it's be Charity. either a, Say it. 
charity or if it to be just something locally that we can support and money too. So we just one we of the actually, ways that we yes, we kind of we we got we got kind of word of that. So uh, yeah, we've been talking nice. about that too because we, you know, we obviously are part of the community as well, and we want to give back any way we can. Mm. And we had a little private chat of like, okay, how can we put our name in this? You know, like what gives some ideas on charity? I don't know if that's been decided, but we did have talk about that so we're yeah, all no, connected absolutely. it, it <laughs> yes. is a thing that's why we that's why i told drew the other day i said check your sources because i know he could just text a few people and find out who was going to be on the podcast i, don't I didn't know announce <laughs> i didn't know anyone yeah yeah you knew you knew well i, I can say is that we, we got proofs today of what it looks like so Ew. It looks really oh we have definitely a already I do want to uh, talk. I mean, I just want to address this question because Dan has been watching this whole time. He's out of El Paso, Texas. He writes for What's up, Dan? Pro protagonist Soccer. He has his own podcast, but he's not on video yet. So maybe he can like get on video or kind of like I'm kind of encouraging him to be on video. But come on, Dan. <laughs> uh any thoughts on athletic article about USL reopening guides? I didn't read that article. I don't know if y'all did, but uh, that was a question. I just wanted to put on the screen because I felt like he needs to be seen and heard, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I read it twice. I'm not, I did not read it either, unfortunately. No. Oh, well. Um, well there's actually, I do want to point out uh, Jeff Reuter, 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 Reuter. Reuter. It's like not Reuter. It's not Reuter. That's how I remember. Um, um, <laughs> he he's done a bunch of USL stuff where he's um, he writes a lot for the uh, Athletic about USL, and he put out an article about a survey he did uh, that is pretty eye opening as far as where people view the USL. Um, some of are rather comical. Um, but also uh, that article about reopening, um, I know we'll probably get into it on a, on a different podcast because there's a lot to get, a lot to dig into, and we don't know a whole lot yet. I mean, things in California are changing so fast. Like the governor just put out that everyone needs to wear masks or is required to wear masks. Mm. Um, so things are ever changing. Um, and what I'm excited about USL and what I've been excited about USL is like the lo almost like the local control of the league. It's the league kind of allows teams to do what's best for them for the most part. Um, and what I think is important about it is that teams have the ability to do uh, what's right by them, but it's also what's right by the community. Um, I know that there's probably not a great answer of where they're going to play, whether they're going to play at USD, if they're not going to play there because they can't have fans. That was some of the questions we were going to have tonight. Um, but any of you, the, the three guests, have any insight into that? But I know that they've talked about uh, if there's no fans, do they set up some stuff down at the Chula Vista uh, Olympic Training Facility and set up the cameras there because a little bit more protected. They don't have to worry about USD. They you know, so there's a lot of things that can be worked out. And I think that's what's great about the USL plan. It's not like we're going to ship everyone to Orlando. And then if Orlando gets shut down, then who knows what it's each local area is going to do what each local area can do. Um, I'm kind of curious to see how that plays out over the next couple of weeks. Um, now that the players association have kind of worked toward an agreement, um, mm -hmm. there is that 
that was like another box to check. Uh, but there's tons of boxes to check still. So mm-hmm. I don't want to speculate on a whole lot of stuff. Um, we'll I just, just know have that. To, Saint- we'll just have to have Ricardo on so he can address right. those. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that's the Ricardo question. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah, that's, that's why he was supposed to be here. But. Yeah. Right. Ricardo's work. Oh, next um, well, <laughs> he's working. He's literally working out yeah, what yeah, you're yeah, talking yeah. about. No, for sure. Right now. Uh, so, but yeah. I, I know. I know that if anything has been proven is San Diego loyal will do what's best to make sure that the players are protected, the staff is protected, and that the fans can be involved mm-hmm. as soon as the fans can be involved. Yeah. Um, so I have faith to do the right thing for the players because for me, the players and the staff, that's to me the most important. Like, are they going to be safe? Are they going to play? Are they going to get paid? Like, that's number one. Like, whether or not I can be there or not is like that list. Like, let's make sure that those players we've been supporting since – we found out that they were signed in January, February, March. Like, let's make sure that they can have their livelihoods on that field and play the the play the game and get paid. And the the people like Lizzie who are working behind the scenes can do their jobs and get paid. Like to me, that's the most important. If I can be in the stands, great. If I'm at home on a Zoom chalong, great. Like as long as like as long as we are safe and we're making right decisions, and I think that's what the team is going. to So yeah. I have faith um, that. The team's gonna do the right thing. Yeah, Ricardo just said, "Sorry, I can't make it. I'm still working on return return protocol." So, yeah, they have a good sign. That means he's <laughs> he's working. But yeah, I, they That's they mentioned kidding. a lot of things. Thought, I will say a lot. Of, everything's open. Yeah. They're trying to again make it as safe yeah. and controlled as yeah. for everybody as possible, and make it a best return to play that is consistent for the players. I think that's a big thing. I watched a lot of injuries in that Arsenal Man City game. Right, uh, like yeah. Results aside, jokes aside, the injuries were hard to watch, right? Because it's like mm-hmm. these guys have, you know, worked so hard. Everybody behind the scenes has worked so hard to get them back on the field to choose this eleven and to put them there, and then they get injured, right? So I'm sure uh, Lizzie could probably speak a little more to that, but it's, um, you know, it's one of those things where that's the biggest thing to me is to make sure that again they're in the most, you know, best place to play as well as uh, even if for fans it's not as great for us uh, or not as great on TV if it's the safest and best place for them to play and it's a better field or it's a better conditioning where they know that it's consistent and they, they can practice there. That's the kind of thing that for me, I think is, is more worth it regardless of whether it's Torero or somewhere else. Right. right yeah. Right. Um, yeah. I know we're, I know we're, we're running out of time, but hold um, on. Wait, wait. Afterwards, I wanted to say real quick, I just, I heard <laughs> that uh, Eric Ronaldo couldn't beat Sego uh, loyal. So he got fired. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. Nobody no manager has ever drawn or won against us and kept their job. Nobody's won against us, so there you go. <laughs> Either um, lose or lose your job. That's just it. just a quick update <laughs> from Ricardo. Um, he said, "Quote: My update is we fucking playing this year. We are fucking playing this year. So yes, that's a quote." Yeah. And I asked him, I asked him, <laughs> "Can I can I mention the f word?" As your quote, and he said yes. <laughs> yes. So we're, we're gonna have to mark this podcast E. It's so much yes. more work. No, I'm sorry. Well then, no. fuck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> right? not right? sorry. Sorry, not sorry. It was a quote. Your muffs. Hey. Hey, your muffs. Sorry. Sorry. It shouldn't be on the Apple TV at home. Sorry, kids. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, after. Uh, Alrighty. That. That, I think so, like we do. Like we do, we want to check in and make sure if people want to follow you or interact with you on the social medias um, where we're going to ask where you can find you. We always we have your ats on the screen, but if there's any social media plugs uh, that you want to put in there, um, 
Drew's yeah. showing us his back. Um, at <laughs> Drew Stock. Um, Lizzie, where can we find you on the interwebs? Um, well, on Twitter, it's Ian Rivas4. But on Instagram, I should keep this consistent, but it's not. On Instagram, Ooh. it is L-I-Z-Z-Y-M.Rivas. Um, that's pretty much it. That's where you can find me. Cool. Thank you, Drew? Lizzie. Uh, the at Drew Stork on all the things. My last name's Steck, but it's a joke and it's whatever. Yeah, the, you do have butter in the UK, by the way. Stork yeah, butter. It's, yeah, you should put some Steck on his name. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Steck. Well, and Steck is uh, it's more of like a, a, a Texas thing. There's like a huge thoroughfare in Austin named Steck. People know Steck there, but it's like it's who you trying to explain. I say stick with an E instead of an I. So stork is just easier. <laughs> no, yeah. That's why, honestly. And Jerry, where can mm. we find you on the socials? Uh, at Cheeto Jerry, as well as please go ahead and follow, most importantly, the locals SG at the locals SG on Instagram and on, on Twitter and on Facebook. Yeah. And thanks. Yeah, you, thanks, for, thanks for that drop. Yeah. yeah you guys are going to be live tomorrow on that Instagram. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, thank you. yeah. yeah. A reminder: We're doing the state of the ASG with our president, the uh, most handsome this president yes. in the uh, the new father in San Diego. Yeah, Steve Bag. Yeah, there's Steve only Steve. one supporter group Seven in San Diego. Let's not remind. There's only <laughs> one. Don't, team don't, don't don't tell them that. Okay. Okay. Them. <laughs> thank <laughs> you guys. Uh, what time are y'all going live? 7 p.m. Cool. On IG. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, yes. There may or may not be a baby that's the cutest baby right now floating around. So 7 p.m. on just a pull, Friday. Just plugging that. Yeah. You guys are asking for trouble. 7 p.m. on a Friday. You may be asleep too. That's mm. very possible. Okay. Jordan Sharon and my. Have, uh, <laughs> I doubt people are going to be at the club. I think we're good. Chris, no. where can we find you online? <laughs> mm, you can find me at by Chris Walker on Twitter and Instagram. And yo, can we put some influencer dots? behind drew because there's like five things i want to buy in his picture <laughs> he's an influencer okay we'll put it on instagram and just dot it up <laughs> yeah just dot it up hard because i, yeah, like, I, I made this at a at a, one of those paint like art things where you go and you draw it was supposed to be a football stadium but then i made it into torero but it's very bad it's see, you're like it looks better. i'm just gonna do what i oh, want to do I now see, I, see. <laughs> so it's, I painted <laughs> while i was drinking so it's oh yeah, even the same as this podcast it's Alan, where can we find you online? You can find me uh, on at a Underwood forty eight on the Twitter machines. And on and Marissa, yeah, uh, on Instagram. I don't know. I have an Instagram, but get it. You I mostly just follow that. other people. I don't really. I post things about my dog. Like post it's not your, really that. It's, post it's your that. pants you bought or your shoes or something. <laughs> yeah. And Mar- Mar- where can we find you? Find me right there at hashtag Marissa on all the socials. As well as some other stuff that I have business wise, but that's not important right now. So, yeah, thank you all for joining us. Mm-hmm. We really appreciate it. You know how to follow us on the Fair Pod on all the audio platforms. You, if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you hit that subscribe button. Subscribe hard. Yes, mm-hmm. and we will see you next week. Deuces. Peace. Thanks for having us. Bye. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. The Fairweather Podcast is also sponsored by Roughneck Scarves, the official scarf supplier to MLS, USL, and US Soccer. Get custom scarves for your group or team at roughneckscarves.com. 
tired of the same old uniforms and cookie cutter templates from Nike and Adidas? Looking for a unique, completely custom kit for your youth club, Sunday league squad, adult, or even pro team? Icarus FC can help you create the kit of your dreams at an affordable price. Let them help you design your new custom kit today at IcarusFC.com.